You know, when you look at any of the technological advances that have taken place in the fire service, over certainly over the last 50 years, the outcry was, oh, we can't do that. We've, we've, we've always done it this way. This is Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again on Code 3. Well, my guest today stirred up a hornet's nest with a column on FireRescue1.com. Robert Evsick proposed a new idea for company officers. He suggested we put them in the back seat of the rig. He spent the entire column explaining why he thought it was a good idea. But man, based on the reaction he got from readers, you would have thought he suggested we start painting trucks purple or something like that. Robert is a former battalion chief at the Chesterfield, Virginia Fire and EMS Department. He was there for 26 years. He also spent more than 10 years with the National Fire Academy. And Robert Avsek joins me now to explain why he suggested the idea of putting officers in the back seat. Thanks for being with me today on Code 3. No, Scott, once again, it's a pleasure to be your guest, and thank you for the invitation. Well, it's great to have you back. So let's begin at the beginning. Why should we put the officer in the back seat? This is this is an idea that I had heard about probably 20-some years ago um, at a presentation that, at FDIC. And, it, you know, in the, in the last few uh, years, doing different product writing for Fire Rescue One on, you know, onboard computers, tablets, um, you know, the design of fire apparatus itself, uh, it seemed to me that, that – this was a this was a good time to revisit this topic because uh, you know there's so much we we talk about the the information that's being made available to the to the company officer on the fire apparatus and 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 pre plans and and directions and and all of this um, but how much how much can they really use that in that five, six minutes that it takes to get from the fire station to the fire scene uh, when they're up front. Uh, so to me, it, it, it seemed like a, an idea that, uh, you know, needs needs to take a look at, evaluate it. Now, some, you know, some departments give it a try. Now, a lot of people who commented on it talked about the practicality the fact that, yeah, they can have a computer terminal in front of them, but they won't have a view out the front windshield. How important do you think that really is? First of all, we we all know that you can get a you can get any view you want from the fire apparatus today with with the camera technology. So just because the officer is in the rear of the crew compartment doesn't mean they can't see what's right out in front of them. Um, uh, you know, I, I think the I think that that aspect of it 
is the it's it's the emotional part of it. The you know the, the we've always done it this way, therefore it's the only way that we can do it. Uh, you know if 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 we had that sort of attitude, you know, 50 years ago, which we did, uh, you know, we we would have never had things like SCBA. We wouldn't have fully enclosed uh, compartments, crew compartments on apparatus. We wouldn't have any of the technology that we have today uh, if people, if if the uh, if the opinion that oh we can't do it, if that held held sway over the, over those types of technologies. I think we've reached the point where, uh, as I said, the the convergence of all that technology. Whether it's communications technology, computer technology, uh, you know the, the the need for the 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 company officer to come off of that apparatus with an incident action plan developed in their head because they've been listening and uh, accessing information, et cetera. Uh, I think that's that is more critical than ever today. Um, once again, you go back and you look at the the post firefighter fatality reports. And consistently we see there wasn't an incident action plan in use. If there was, it wasn't being communicated. And, you know, a good, effective incident command system isn't being set up from the outset. Um, you know, if we continue to see those two things in, in those fatality reports. And it, to me, that's very disturbing. Well, I think a lot of people would say, and tell me where you stand on this, the company officer gets everything set up as best as he can, but he hands it off to a battalion chief or someone else to be the IC. So it's really that person's issue to deal with whether they have an IAP or they don't. I, 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 I throw the BS flag on that one. <laughs> okay, okay, tell me why. Okay, uh, and I'll tell you exactly why. Uh, because hopefully, you know, in, in most departments, one day that company officer will be that DC. So that's not, that's not a fire ground command skill that you all of a sudden learn just because you're not on a fire truck, you're now in a, in a you know a suburban or a or a you know four wheel drive vehicle. The second thing is, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget, you know one of those great Brunoisms from the late Chief Brunacini was, the actions of the company officer in the first five minutes can have a, a tremendous impact on the next five hours of an incident. Now Bruno. Bruno may have had the hours part a little bit different, but the five minutes, the first five minutes has always stuck in my head. And that's why I, that's why I so firmly believe that that company officer has to come off of that apparatus already knowing what it is they want to, to get accomplished, knowing what, what their other resources are that are coming to them because they've been sitting there watching everybody else come up on the screen as being active. They've heard, they've listened, they've communicated. If they're familiar with the building or, or the property, they could already be giving tactical assignments to those other units that will, that will either A, be reinforced by their, their 360 degree assessment, or B, they'll, they'll be able to turn them around because once they get on scene and they take a, an actual look at the building, 
They say, okay, we don't we don't need that incident action plan. I need now. I need to readjust. I gather from what you're saying here that although they do a good deal of this in the front seat, if they're up in front, they're distracted to some degree. Is that what you're getting at here? Oh, I, I, I'm. I know as I know myself as a company officer, you know, going down the street when you're. Uh, you know, being that second set of eyes for the driver operator, and, and this was a long time ago. I mean, you know, with today's distracted drivers on the street and and more traffic congestion, you know, that's that's a, a that's a tremendous responsibility on the driver operator to begin with. Okay, now his his or her second set of eyes is the company officer. Well, they're sitting there trying to get at information off of off of the. Uh, the, the onboard computer or the tablet or, you know, they're trying to listen to radio communications while at the same time they're they're seeing that car approaching from the right and he's not slowing down. You can't help but be distracted when everything that the driver is seeing is what you're seeing as well. And that and that's why that's why I'm saying we can train a firefighter to sit in that right front seat and do that assistant navigator function they're gonna have they're gonna have to learn that stuff anyway to become a driver operator what better place to cut their teeth on you know what to be looking for and 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 what are the potential hazards up ahead from other drivers and learn all of that without having the steering wheel in their hand so i i think there's i think there's a tremendous opportunity for fire departments to to develop their firefighters earlier with more responsibility and get that officer out of that navigator function and allow them to focus solely on stepping off that fire apparatus as as the incident commander with a pretty good idea of what they need to accomplish. It sounds like a reasonable idea when you hear you out on it. Have you heard of any department who's actually doing this? No, and I, to be quite honest with you, I was I was really expecting that by by this point in time that that you know a progressive fire department out there uh, would be giving this a shot uh, because, like I said, you know we're they're investing in, fire departments today are investing a tremendous amount of money in the apparatus that they're buying. In, in the computer technology, the, the radio communications technology, and and you know, to me, uh, if 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 they're staying with the old crew configuration, uh, that's not a real good return on investment. Plus, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, my entire focus in this podcast so far has been. I think it's it's a it's a, a better avenue to have the company officer better prepared as informed as they can be to be able to to focus on I'm going to be the incident commander on this incident in the next within the next 5 minutes rather than worrying about whether a car is pulling out in front of them or or you know there's there's traffic congestion and and uh, now the, the the, they got to navigate the, the fire apparatus through it. I, I think we need a lot more out of our company officer than that. I assume you've seen the online comments about this, and a lot of them were pretty angry. 
Why do you think this column in particular drew so many mad people to typing in responses? Well, and and I've I've read them. I've responded to some of them. Um, you know, to 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 point these things out, and, and you know, frankly, they had to to thank people for engaging in the conversation. I mean, that's the only way we move the rock forward. You know, when you look at any of the technological advances that have taken place in the fire service over certainly over the last fifty years, that initially the the you know the the outcry was, oh, we can't do that. Or, or we've 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 always done it this way, whether it whether it was, I mean, people said that about riding on tailboards. You mean you know, when, when when we had to stop? Yeah, yeah. You know when you when you talked about uh, taking people off of tailboards and and putting them in a canopy cab, not even a fully enclosed cab, but a canopy cab. <laughs> Uh, that, that was like, whoa, we can't do that. Well, we'll see if this might be one of the ways we get started doing that. I, I certainly hope so. And, and uh, again, it's, you know, it's not so much that, that that's the only way. I just, I, I proposing that this is another way. And, and like I said, I, I think that, you know, um, a, a small department, that's you know that's uh you know maybe maybe they're putting together uh, specs for a piece of apparatus right now today go out on a limb you know take take the take the plunge and and perhaps be one of those one of those cutting edge fire departments that five years from now is is writing the paper is making the presentation that at FDIC or or FRI that says hey we tried it. We we you know we we made some modifications along the way. It's working pretty well for us. Well, we'll have to see if anybody takes you up on it. Robert Epsyke, thanks for being with us today on Code Three. Scott, once again, my pleasure, and and thank you again for the invitation, and and thank you for the great work that that you do to get these these kinds of issues out there in the public forum. And there's a link to that column on putting the officers in the back seat on our website, code3podcast.com slash backseat. That's all one word, backseat. Check it out and let me know what you think. Here's a trivia question for you. On the TV show Emergency, what make was the New Engine 51 that showed up in the third season? No, wait, that's too easy. What make and model was it? I'll have the answer right after this. If you enjoy listening to Code 3, let us know. Or maybe you have a guest suggestion. We'd love to hear it. In fact, if you have some criticism, we'll take that too. Just as Chief Bruno would have said, be nice. You can email us at code3podcast at gmail.com or call 928-985-0530 and leave a message. We're listening, so give us your feedback. Thanks, Holly. All right, so Engine 51 was a 1973 Ward La France ambassador. It's been fully restored, and it's now at the L.A. County Fire Museum in Bellflower, California. The museum is getting ready to move to a new home, by the way, and we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. 
All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'm Scott Orr, and until next time, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.